ears in their ears singing da, 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 da. I don't want to hear the sound of the coming king People walk around with their fingers in their ears singing da, 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 da. I don't want to hear the sound of the coming king Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Get ready, Jesus is coming. People get ready, Jesus is coming. People get ready, Jesus is coming. People get ready, Jesus is coming. Not a baby in a manger anymore, not a broken man on a cross. He didn't stay in the grave, not staying. He's not a baby in a major anymore. He's not a broken man on a car. He didn't stay in the grave. He's not staying in heaven forever. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. People get ready. Come on. People get ready. Shake everything that can be shaken. Once again, I'm gonna shake everything that can be shaken. Once again, I'm gonna break everything that can be broken. Once again, I'm gonna shake everything that. Come on. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Come on. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Jesus is coming. 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 Come on, give him some praise this morning. Hallelujah. Woo, Jesus. Go ahead and tell somebody. Tell somebody that's next to you that Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Woo, Lord, I better get it. Yeah, boy. Come on, y'all sit down for a few minutes. We got some announcements and some things. I'm going to grab a halls. Can I do that? Woo. Come on. Hey, that's just one of those fun songs. Whew. Just one of those fun declarative songs. Fun. Hallelujah. <sighs> but it's a lot of work to sing. Hallelujah. Whew. Well, listen, if you're visiting with us this morning, my name is Richard. I'm the pastor. And my lovely wife is somewhere hiding in the back, probably playing with the kids. Um, anything to get out of church, you know? No. Uh, but... Uh, her name is Wendy, and uh, we're just glad you're here this morning to visit with us. We kind of crazy, we get loud, but we love Jesus, and that's just final. And I don't believe heaven is going to be quiet, because uh, there's going to be a whole lot of people waiting in line to go see Jesus, and uh, it's going to be a whole lot of worship. So I just figured I'd start here and uh, lose my voice and have some fun or something along the way. Whew. So 
Let's look in our bulletin. I got a couple things in there. If I can ever get it right this morning. There it is. The greeter ministry. Come on. You mean there's a greeter ministry? Yes, there is. Hallelujah. Brother Chip. Yeah. Uh, April 24th, which is a Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Um, I heard they're going to have some cinnamon rolls or something, too. Um, maybe some cups so they can have some coffee since I didn't buy any cups for the coffee. I'm sorry. Um, but we're working it out. Uh, April 24th at 9 a.m. here at the Fellowship Hall. They're going to have the greeter ministry um, meeting, training to try to go over how they're going to do anything, start setting, setting the schedule. And uh, if you signed up, go see Brother Chip. If you don't know if you signed up, go see Brother Chip. Brother Chip, raise your hand. Let everybody know who you are. Most people do. If you don't know if you signed up, go see Brother Chip. If you didn't sign up and you decide you want to sign up now, go see Brother Chip. And, and the way they're working it is, you notice, they're just going to open the doors and hand out some stuff. And, you know, what, once a month or so, or, you know, hey, it's not that bad. Right? They get out there and they help out before service and get to love on people. Come on. Y'all like to talk anyways. Might as well just, you know, put ministry behind it so you can do it. You know, you can talk during service, too, if a visitor comes in. So, but, yeah, they're going to be out there. Uh, that's April 24th. That is next Saturday, I think it is, isn't it? Yes, at 9 a.m. Uh, and then down there, you got a serve team opportunity. Isn't that a cool picture right there? Uh, Y'all give it up for Tammy. Tammy made those aprons. She's hiding servants. I think they're serving today out there. Serve team opportunity, May 16th, we've got the piano recital that's going to be going on. We're going to need ushers and greeters, cleanings. When I say cleaning staff, we've got to fog the room and just make sure everything's clean because the way they're going to work this is they're going to bring the first group in. We're going to have the big baby grand sitting here Sunday morning. About 1.30, they're going to come in. They're going to have, it's about one hour, so we'll end at about 3 because they're going to start coming in at 1.30, start from 2. A little after 3, they're going to finish. They're going to leave. We're going to need people to help straighten up, disinfect, which we've got the fogger machine that does most of it, but just to help. And then again, at uh, four, the next group is going to come in. And they're going to do that one more time. And once it's done, we'll just disinfect again and clean, and you're out the door. So we need people to help greet, right? We need people that are, that are willing to help clean up. We're going to need people to help with the media, because here's something else that we're going to try to do. As long as everything works okay, We've, you know, we've got a, a great camera and we've got a great audio system. We're going to go ahead and try to video it. And if everything goes the way we hope it does, then what we'll do is we'll make a DVD and present it to the, to the students, right, as they have a DVD of their piano recital in, in 4K, you know, or HD at least, but we have a 4K camera, so we'll see. Uh, so talk to me after service if you're willing to help in this, because here's the thing. I'm going to be able to be here for the first one, but I'm not going to be able to be here for the second one. Why? If you flip the page to the other side up on top, uh, we have our Sunday revival services that are going on up in Bentley. So we leave here at 4 to get up there by 5 so we can have revival services on Sunday night. Now, if you want to go, just be here today at 4 o'clock. We leave at 4, not 410, uh, 4 o'clock. If you want to go, be here at 4 and uh, you can ride with us, and we're going to go up there and have revival. We, we do what we do here up there, and uh, we have a great time. Everybody's been going. Uh, but if you'd like to attend that, come see me. That way we you know, let you make sure you know. But we just go up there and love on this church. We're trying to help revitalize the church. And so we're loving on them and just praying down the Spirit of God in that place. Amen? Uh, so that's why we need 
other people to help here because some of the people, like the worship team, will be with me up there. So we need some of y'all to help fill in some of these other gaps. You see how all that works? Isn't that cool that we get to host this? They said there's going to be over 200 people that will be here throughout the, uh, the multiple. We get to minister or, or link up with over 200 people from our community and love on them and show them how, how awesome we are, how awesome you are, right? So, okay, Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 through 15. For if you forgive one another when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. It's our weekly memory verse, amen. I think I hit everything. Mm. I'm trying to suck this halls while we're doing all this, so... Hey, Mike, remember that slide that I fixed? You have to keep clicking on it because it'll... You know, with, with things going the way they are right now, we're going to try to do a family day on March the 30th. That's a fifth Sunday. And on fifth Sundays, we traditionally do a family day. We come in here. We do a shortened worship set, if, we, if that's even possible. Uh, I do just a devotion. And we go right out front and eat. We got the barbecue going. We're, we're going to see what else we can get. Uh, we'll go right out front, and we'll just have an amazing time. Free food that day, hamburgers, hot dogs, um, chips, things like that. You know, we're going to go outside, but we're going to invite the, the community. And we're also going to have a blood drive. And so we'll put the sign-up sheet probably uh, next week or two. That way we can start signing up. Uh, you know, I've had to have a conversation with the blood share guy. He's a good Christian brother, but I know he's trying. their blood supplies are low. And so he's like, well, brother, giving blood is, is, is uh, worship to the Lord. You stretch it. Just, you're stretching it. Well, they can come during the middle of service to, to give blood. They can come after service. Just, just, so he's always like, it's a form of worship. No, no, it's not a form of worship. Just, just come on, Mark. I love you, bro, but come on. So we're going to have that, and we're going to see what else we can get. But, you know, I think we could do this, and I think we can do it safely. We'll space it out. We'll do what we, we've been doing. And uh, I think we're going to have a great time and just pray for no rain that day. This is Louisiana. There's no telling what's going to happen. So uh, we'll play that by ear when we get closer to it. But, yeah, I took your picture off because usually yours was the picture. I, yeah, Kennedy was always the picture that I used for that. Uh, I, I changed it up this time. So it was her serving food. You know, she was always the face of, of that for a, for a long time. But so we've got that coming up. And uh, we're gonna, I say we're going to have a great time with that. And uh, for those that got to ride with us uh, Friday Going up to the, uh, well, going down the Vider, man, we had a great time at that revival service. Uh, it was loud, and then it was louder, and uh, preaching was amazing. Uh, it really was. Um, but the ride there and back was, was fun, too, uh, riding through the storms. And uh, we're all back safe, hallelujah. I did not hit anybody. I did not hit anybody. It was fun with that bus through all of the, the weather, uh, but we got there. Got back at about 2, 2.15, 2.30, somewhere in there in the morning. Hey, we had a blast, man. But got to go hear uh, Paul Owen from uh, Fresh Start Church. Uh, he was uh, the speaker that night. There's that other advertisement in there. I'm going to throw this up there. I'm going to have the... Hey, Micah, there's that other advertisement in there for Open Heavens. I'm going to throw this up here just quickly, just because we've got to do the official. But uh, Pastor John Ortiz, it comes every now and then, does uh, Open Heavens every year. It's actually going to be at the uh, hotel in uh in beaumont so you'll have to get a room because if when we go we're going to go thursday or in friday or if it's friday and saturday morning they they finish saturday morning but they've got paul and kim owens again is there the fowlers or worship leaders and speakers as well 
uh, and Pastor Jeff, Pastor John will be there ministering, and uh, it is always an amazing event. I watch it online every year because I've never been able to go. I'm going this year, and we're going to see how many people want to go with us. So we'll have a sign-up sheet out there, but you'll have to, they have a block of rooms already in the hotel set up for this, and so we're going to have to book the rooms, uh, so you'll be responsible for booking your own room, okay, and then what we'll do is we'll, uh, we'll just supply the transportation. How's that? Amen. So we'll have that out there pretty soon. I'll, I'll get all the rest of the information, but it's opentheheavens.com if you want to go there. Opentheheavens.com, and you can, you can go ahead and see all that. Amen. So, all right, that's enough announcements. I'm tired of announcements today. So I'm trying to suck on this halls at the same time. So, but listen, I want us to bless the Lord now with our giving if we could do that. Uh, and, it, and as I like to tell our visitors, if you're visiting with us today, we're not trying to get anything from you. We're not asking anything from you. We want you to enjoy what God is doing. And my favorite saying, funny saying is, is, is we're going to let you eat, and we're not even going to ask you to clean up. But just don't make a mess. No. So we're givers. We know what the Word says. The Word says we bring our tithes, we bring our offerings into the storehouse, and this is the storehouse. We bless the Lord with our giving. We, we bless the Lord with our, our sowing into the kingdom of God. And then he pours it back out upon us as well. Amen. We, we get to reap the benefits of that. And so today we're going to pray. There, there's different ways you can give. You can give online at newlifeag.church. Uh, they're going to put all that up there. And then you can give here as well as a check. We've got our young men that are going to come. We even do cash. We do all that stuff, you know. Uh, we haven't figured out how to do bitcoins yet, but we'll figure that out eventually. Uh, one day we'll figure it out, amen. So can we pray this morning, and we're going to let these young men uh, serve us. So, Father, we thank you for allowing us to be here in your house. And I thank you, Lord, that we can come and bless you. Holy God, we want to bless you this morning. Lord, receive these tithes and receive these offerings, these gifts. Lord, multiply them here in the church. Multiply them in the life of the giver. Use them around the world, Lord. But we ask especially that they would help reach the lost and hurting and the hungry here in our own community. We ask this in Jesus' name. And if you believe that, say amen this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for giving. Y'all go ahead and come and serve. I'm tired of just the same old thing of tradition. Wearing out your name, I'm tired of a man-made worship hour, I'm tired, I'm tired of a song without praise, I'm tired, we're worshiping you, it's out of place, I'm tired of religious formality, Lord, I'm Send the rain, send the fire, send the wind, send the Holy Ghost and power, send the Walk through that door, Lord, we're ready. 
Stand up with us this morning. Come on, is that your desire? Send the wind. Come on. Send the Holy Ghost and power. Send the rain. Yes. Send the fire. Send the Send the Holy Ghost and power, send the rain. 
Send the rain, God. God, I send your rain in this place today. Come on, raise your hands with me. Father, we ask that your rain, your presence would be released in this place today, oh God. But we don't want any substitutes. We don't want any fakes. God, we want an outpouring of your spirit, God. An outpouring of your spirit. Jesus, we need you in this place, God. We need you in this place. I hear the voice I hear the voice I hear the voice of one crying I prepare you Every dreamer dreaming in their dead end job. 
driving through their rush hour mile. I feel it in my spirit, feel it in my bones. You're gonna see revival, bring him all back home. I can hear that thunder in the distance, like a train on the edge of the town. the town, I can feel that brooding in the spirit, lay your burdens down, lay your burdens down, from the preacher preaching when the well is dry, to the lost soul for the higher high From the young man working through his hopes and fears To the widow walking through the veil of tears Every man and a woman, every old and young Every father's daughters, every mother's Come on.
you want you want this morning? Listen, I was preaching last Sunday night over in um, it, uh, Faith Life up in Bentley, and we were up at the altar, and I just, I'd stop and I'd turn, and we were praying, and man, this, this couple was just getting such a, a touch from the Lord. It's amazing. And uh, they're, they're just crying, and there's other people around them praying for them, and I'd turn and I'd listen, and I'd turn and I'd listen, and I, I could hear that rumble, and, and it was just like, just making sure I wouldn't, you know, and, and, and it was like, I could hear that rumble, I could hear that rumble, and I've been singing this song all week, I could just, I could feel it, man, I could feel it, and then Jose comes up here and tells me they were out there praying yesterday, and he said, we could hear a rumble, I said, yeah, that's why we're singing that song, I could, I could hear that rumble, there's a rumble on the horizon, guys, and you know what, it's rumbling in here, come on, because it's no longer out there waiting for somebody to grab, it's here, right, it's, it's here, you know, is, is uh, Elisha, you know, he kept sending him out to go look for, the, look for the, the rain, and it was there. It was there. It's not something we're praying about that hopefully one day the revival will strike. It's here. It's happening. And if you leave this place without a fresh touch, listen, don't ever do that. Man, come up to the front, get you a place here and worship. When the altar time comes, just get you a place. I'm telling you, I was up at the altar over there, and, and I had one of them pray for me, and I didn't move. I stayed there after when the second one come pray for me, and I still wasn't going nowhere. I'm like, I ain't done. I ain't got enough yet. I want more. I don't know. I want more. I want all of it. I ain't leaving. I moved off to the side just a hair, just, you know. Uh -uh. I want more. I want more. I want more. I'm never going to have enough. And you know what? I want more of Jesus and his spirit in my life, so I can't even stand. Amen? So we're going to sing some more this morning, and, and uh, come on. Y'all need to press through. Let's fight through this thing this morning. Come on. Y'all ready? Sing that one more. 
worship you, Jesus. Lord, come and change our lives. Arise, 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 arise. Take your place, be enthroned on our praise. Arise, King of kings, holy God, as we sing. this morning. figured it out yet. We come to worship today. <laughs> come on. Listen, if you want to come get a flag, grab a flag. When you're done, leave it on your seat. We disinfect them between the services. So listen, come on. Let's keep worshiping this morning.
on, let him minister to you this morning. Come on. Come on. You don't have to move on. Come on.
Come on, turn and tell somebody how much you love them this morning. We're going to go ahead and let our children head to the back. Come on, we're going to, I think that's a point where I need to transition over. Even though we still got more songs, but. Be all right. Hallelujah. If you, if you saw me sitting back there smiling there at the end song, looking at Matt, we kept repeating that one line. We, that wasn't really something we practiced. He's got to hold these certain notes out and do all that stuff. And I said, do it again. And he's, do it again. Last time. And he, healed, he nailed that transition perfect. That's why I was like, yeah. I love it when a plan comes together. Oh, that was 18. Never mind. Man, listen, it is so awesome to, to get to come up here and worship with, with people that love to worship. Amen. Now, we, we have people that have great talent, so don't take this wrong. Um, I would prefer people that love to worship over talent any day of the week. Now, they have talent which makes it even better. But I just like to worship and have fun and just love on Jesus and music. And, uh, man, I don't know. I just I just love to get into it. Amen. Uh, let me grab something out of my book. I'm going to stay up there today, Mike. I'll do my best. If you're visiting with us, you'll, you'll understand that comment. I totally left my book. I don't like to preach from the stage. I like to get down there and run around, and so I'm trying to be good. Trying to be good so anybody in the balcony could see. But last week we, we talked about uh, what the title was of last week, but we talked about some uh, the dirt road experience, people that have experience on the dirt road, you know, like the, the road to Damascus with Saul becoming Paul, and then, of course, the road to Emmaus uh, where the apostles met Jesus. And we talked about the fact that they, they didn't realize who they were, and then they also didn't realize the authority they had. So today we're going to talk about authority. Okay, man, you can turn over to Matthew 28. I'm going to get a little bit more water. You know, I'll tell you, the fun part is I get to do this all over again tonight. Hallelujah. And it never comes out the same, I promise you. Matthew chapter 28. I'm in the, the King James at first. It's verse 18. Go ahead, it'll be on the screen. And just Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So he, Matthew 28, 18. So he gave that instruction to them. I want to read it to you in the Passion Translation. Uh, something that will kind of help us understand it a little bit better. So I'll read it again, Matthew 28, 18, in the Passion. We have it on the screen for you. Then Jesus came close to them and said, All authority of the universe has been given to me. Yeah, see, in, in the other one, all power is given to me. All authority has been given to me to the whole universe. We're worried about our problem down at, at my address, right, where I live. You're worried about the problems at your address or where you work at. And, and here Jesus says, all authority in the entire universe has been given to me. Now go in my authority. Wait a minute. He said, go in whose authority? His authority. He's given you the ability to walk in his authority. His authority. 
Now, he gives some instructions here as well. Now, go in my authority and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. And look right here, verse 20. This is the key that's going to help you to learn this. And teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you. And never forget that I am with you every day, even to the completion of this age. Look at verse 20. And teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you. You know what I've heard from people? Well, that authority was for the apostles. I don't have that kind of authority. I don't have that kind of authority. Now, see, I just proved you wrong. And teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you. Go back up to verse 18. And Jesus came close to them. All authority of the universe has been given to me. Verse 19. Now go in my authority. He told them to go in his authority, did he not? It's in red, even on the screen, hallelujah. And then he says, teach them to faithfully follow all I've commanded you. So he's going to tell them they can walk in his authority, and they're supposed to teach us, right? That's we have the word of God, to teach us everything that was commanded to them, but yet we're not supposed to have that authority. Then how are we going to achieve what we're, we're responsible to achieve? You know, that's like some of your, the bosses out there. They want to give you all the responsibility but with no authority. It, it can't work that way. It, it can't. So it's your job to make sure all of this stuff happens, but you have no authority to make it happen. Jesus told us to go out and reach the entire world, but start in Jerusalem, right there where we live. Oh, by the way, you have authority. What kind of authority is he talking about? Authority over the demons in hell, authority over sickness, authority over the winds and the waves, authority over blind eyes, authority over you name it, right? You have authority. But here's the thing. Jesus tells him this in Matthew 28. But when he was arrested, what happened to him? They all went in hiding. Didn't they? They all went into hiding. I want us to flip over to there so we can look at that. That's Luke 22. It's 54 through 62. We're going to have them on the screen for you. But I just want, I want you to look at this so we can put this together so, so we can understand it the way they understand it. And I say understand, not understood, because, you know, they're still alive in heaven, so they still understand it. Matthew 22, I mean Luke 22, I'm sorry. And all confused. Luke 22, verse 54. The religious leader seized Jesus and led him away. But Peter followed from a safe distance. I got to stop. I got to talk. Peter stayed at a safe distance. Can I tell you, there was a lot of believers trying to keep their, their Jesus in an arm's length. There's a whole lot of people been living in church for a long time, and they keep Jesus at an arm's length. I believe you were the Son of God. You are the Son of God, that you were beaten, that you died, you rose, you all of those things for me. But that's for over there. I'm, I live over here, and I don't want you messing in my business because I may have to stop doing some things that I really enjoy. They, they, they want that arm's length. 
Or on the flip side, put your toes under the chair for a second as I run by. On the flip side, they, they want people to see them as a good Christian, so they go to church every week, but they don't believe what we preach. They don't believe what they read because their very life don't show it. We walk out of here, we lie, cheat, steal, sleep around on our husbands and wives, we get drunk, we do all of those things. But yet I'm a Christian and I'm following Jesus. You are no better than Peter right here. You know who Christ is and what he did for you and you deny the power thereof to change you. When you figure out who you are, I'm a child of the God that, that hung on a cross. But hell couldn't hold him. The grave couldn't hold him. Come on. You, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, I know who I am. I know who I am. All right, I'm going to keep reading a little bit. The religious leader seized Jesus and led him away, but Peter followed from a safe distance because he didn't want to get arrested too. He didn't want to be associated with him. I'm trying to get off that point. They brought him to the home of the high priest where people were already gathered out in the courtyard. Someone had built a fire. Now, if this would have been a bit Cajuns, they would have started a couchon delay or something. But they were Jewish. They didn't eat pork. So they just had to build a fire. So Peter inched closer and sat down among them to stay warm. Look at this. He wants to find out what's going on. But he's worried. He's worried. A girl noticed Peter in the firelight. Stared at him. She pointed him out and said, this man is one of Jesus' disciples. Man, I could really go to meddling right here. Mm. You know, it, it, I'll just tell you this. I won't meddle too much. Your sins will always find you out. And the thing about the world today is, is they'll even make them up on you if you're not, if you're not careful. I can remember growing up not being a church person and watching those church people do things in places that I was going that, that I would never step foot in today and thinking, why I want to be like you. Why I want to be like you. And when I got changed by Jesus, listen, I'm not perfect. Anybody stays around me long enough knows that. I make mistakes too. I'm, I'm a work in progress. That dead bar sometimes moves fast, you know, the computer bar. And sometimes it just sits there for days, it seems like. But I come to the realization that I have to protect my testimony of who I am in Christ. And, and when I was over in Beaumont, I worked for Nextel, cell phone company. And there was this one street that I would turn on and I'd go down there. And at the very end was a couple oil companies down there that had hundreds of cell phones that I'd have to go service. The problem was up at the very beginning of that street, there was a couple adult clubs. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And I remember telling the youth one day, I said, if I broke down right there, I'd push my car as far away from there as I could because none of y'all would say, Pastor Rich must have broke down. Every one of y'all would have, Pastor Rich was at the club last night. <laughs> Pastor Rich, I was not at the club. Now, how am I going to prove it? Because they're looking for a reason. Because the problem is, is too many Christians are at the club. So the world expects it to be normal, Right? You look at 100 years ago, and, and you would not have found such a thing. You would not have found such a thing. A girl noticed Peter sitting in the firelight, staring at him. She pointed him out and said, this man is one of Jesus' disciples. Peter flatly denied it. Look at this. He watched him raise people from the dead, and he denied it. 
What are you talking about, girl? I don't know him. A little while later, someone else spotted Peter and said, I recognize you. You're one of them. You're one of his. I know it. Peter said again, I am not one of his disciples. But an hour later, someone else identified Peter and insisted he was a disciple of Jesus, saying, look at him. He's from Galilee, just like Jesus. I know he's one of them. But Peter was adamant. Listen, I don't know what you're talking about. Don't you understand? I don't even know. While the words were still in his mouth, the rooster crowed. At that moment, the Lord, who had begun being led through the courtyard by his captors, turned around and gazed at Peter. And all at once, Peter remembered the words Jesus had prophesied over him. Before the rooster crows in the morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. Peter burst into tears and ran off from the crowd and wept bitterly. See, we, we say we know who we are, but we want to keep it at a hand's length, arm's length. Because I don't want people to know me like that. I, listen, I get it. When I was in the military, I was made fun of constantly. As, as a believer, as a Christian, I was made fun of. I was ridiculed. I was cussed at. I just all kind of things. But you know what it reminded me of? Being a little child. I was a beanpole. I was the easy kid to push around anyway. So I'm like, what's the difference? Back then, I was just weak. And now I'm a believer. And I have something to be pushed around for. And you know what? I push back. What are you talking about? At least I know where I'm going when I die. About you, yeah. right? I, I, I begin to learn who I was, and I, and I begin to to realize that I'm a son of Christ. I'm, I'm a son of God, and then I realized I had authority. Listen, you realize you're a child of God, then you realize I have authority. My my children have authority because they're my child. They're our child. They have authority. They can come over and unlock the door and walk in, unless I change the lock on them. Then they don't have authority anymore. Right? They have authority. They can go into my shop and get tools and leave them out in the yard and not run them over with a lawnmower. Actually, no, my kids never did that, but I did that to my dad all the time, it seemed like. That's where his tools always were, it seemed like, was in the yard. And, right? They have authority until somebody changes the locks. You have authority. You have authority because you are a child of God. And that authority is not just to bully people around. That authority is not to... to you know, be used willy-nilly. That authority is to speak to the situations in your life and the situations you come up against that are in other people's lives. Right? As my pastor used to say, you can be a thermometer or a thermostat. A thermometer tells you what the temperature is, but it can't change it. A thermostat has the authority to change one way or the other, like the air conditions and the heaters and things like that. Are you just going to put up with what the world sends your way? Or are you going to change it? Well, I can't change that. See, that's where you're wrong. The power of prayer moves mountains with one word. Yeah. <laughs> you, ever, you ever go back and, and look in the Old Testament? You, you see how God split the Red Sea with, with a blast of his nostrils? Ain't even got to be a word. I'm like, just, right? But then he made jello. Made the world's biggest jello. Because the King James says he congealed the waters. And that's what happens when you make jello. You congeal the waters. So you make jello. Fish jello. Yeah, I, I read it. I know. My mind works that way, Beverly. Right? You see, one word. He spoke one word and the universe formed. 
One word, and you telling me that, that he can't do anything? In your situation, the, the God that has all authority in the entire universe? See, the disciples had the same problem, so you're, you're in good company. Were in good company. Because I don't need you to flip over to Acts chapter 4. Because i got to show you something. And this is where we're going to camp out for a little bit today. Because this is where we should live, right here. But too many of us want to live over there. See, we talked about that road experience where you're on that dirt road and, and, and you have an opportunity. You have an experience with God himself. But then it's your choice what you're going to do with it. Saul became Paul. Jesus blinded him, but then he had to go and do something. What are you doing with it? Are you just say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Do you, know, you, do you pray, pray the prayer and then just sit back down in your chair and say, okay, you can do it now. Well, man, nothing's changing in my life. Jesus, you, you, can, you can do it now. That's not how it works. Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Look at this. The council members were astonished as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John. Hold on a second. The bold, Peter, the bold courage of Peter and John. Didn't we just read about the guy that was keeping Jesus at an arm's length, denying him? What's the difference? Let's keep going. Especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men who had been, who had never had religious training. And you tell me you can't do anything because you have never had any training. We'll get to that in a minute. Then they began to understand the effects Jesus had on them simply by spending time with him. And I could just call the altar right now. <laughs> spending time with Jesus. Spending time with the word. John says, in the beginning was the word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus, the word. Spending time with him in prayer had such great effects on these ordinary, uneducated fishermen that now the religious leaders, the council members that had training, and they were astonished. Keep going. Standing there with them was the healed man, and there was nothing further they could say. You want to prove to some people that Jesus is real? Go start praying for some sick people. Go start praying for some sick people. When they come up begging for money because they can't walk, just say, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus. Rise up. And it says they jerked him up. Rise up and walk. Hmm. What should we do with these men? Everyone in Jerusalem can clearly see that they've performed a notable sign and wonder. We can't deny that. But they kept the propaganda from spreading any further among the people. Look at this. Lord, let the propaganda spread, God. Let it spread. Let's threaten them severely and warn them to never speak to anyone in his name again. Look at this. So they had been brought back in before the council, and they commanded them to never teach the people or speak again using the name of Jesus. But the guy that denied Christ and hid and even said some curse words, according to the King James. But Peter and John replied, you can judge for yourself. It is better to listen to you or to listen to God. It is impossible for us to stop speaking about all these things we've seen and heard. You know what the difference was between this section and this section in Peter's life? He knew who he was. He knew he had authority. And now he's full of the Holy Ghost. 
This is Acts chapter 4, verse 2. Right? The devil, that God beat the devil over the head with a two-by-four, Acts 2 and 4. Yeah. It's a little saying the youth used to say. The difference is, is they were full of the power of God. They were full of the Holy Spirit of God, and they knew it. And they didn't let anybody tell them different. We're going to beat you. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Well, it's raining a little bit. I can't go to church today. Can I tell you that we drove through the rain all the way over there, and I had white knuckles and, and sore arms? Because we ran, we drove through the storm, and there was such tight areas in there, and headlights, and... Hey, let me tell you something. I know the men and women that were ministering over there, and I know what they carry, and I just want to touch. I want to touch, and I'll drive three hours to go get it. Because you know why? Because I want more. I'm not settled where I'm at today. I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not nowhere where I want to be. I, I want to I be like these men right here that had been with Jesus. That's what I want. And if I got to drive to go get it, oh, I'm going to drive. And I'm going to drive some more. And I'm going to drive some more. Why? Because I'm hungry for a move of God. Listen, I'm not looking for a moment anymore. I'm looking for a movement. And I want some people that want to come along with the movement. Because you know why? This community needs a movement, not a moment. Revival is not a moment. Revival is a lifestyle. Revival is something that every day God revives me and I get to go out and present it to the world. And as the hopeless world comes up and says, well, I don't know what I'm going to do today. Well, you know what? I know what Jesus would do today. Let me pray for you. But the problem is, is number one, we don't realize who we are. Number two, we don't understand the authority that we carry. But even bigger than that, you're afraid that if something doesn't happen, they're going to talk bad about you. It's not up to you if it happens or not. It's not up to me if it happens or not. Listen, I've had people that, I, that I'm like, Lord, just raise them back from the dead. It ain't happened. And there's some good men and women that, that died way too young that I prayed for. And I believe, God, you know, I just pray, Lord, just rise them up right here in the funeral. Man, well, I'll just start holding a salvation call right here. Just bring them up. It'd be great, man. You know? I remember one time sitting at a, at a high school graduation and one of the students was in a wheelchair because they got in an accident. And I'm like, God, this is a great time. This is a great time right here. We got four or 500 people in the room. We're setting up in the bleachers and I'm just praying like, go get them up out the chair right there. God, now we're, now we're down there and help. I, listen, man, you know, I think you missed a, a, an opportunity, Jesus, right there. It doesn't always happen, guys. But I'm praying that it will happen. And it's not up to me. But all I do is, is I call on his name and I ask in his name and I ask according to his will, which is in his word. And the rest is up to a sovereign God. But if I don't ask, I will not receive. I will not receive. What type of authority do you have? You have authority to release peace into a storm. Right? That, that storm the other night, I told y'all, man, hey, listen, I could see it on the radar coming. Everything went black. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there and just praying against the storm because it's either I pray against it or it gets me. I ain't got nowhere to run. I'm just going to pray. Just foolish enough to stand there. But God, you can release peace. You can pray the fire down if necessary. Pray the fire down in people's lives. It'll consume all that junk. Right? 
Listen, I've prayed people before that, Lord, don't let them, don't let them sleep until they just change their heart, God. They're so bad. I, I pray that every night your angels are in there just dealing with them, dealing with them. Don't let them rest until they give up because they need you, God. Listen, we've got to start operating in this authority. We've got to start speaking things. That's why I constantly say that we can reach a region, reach a region. We're starting here in our community, but we're going to reach a region. We're going to change a region. Why? Because that thunder is coming through. That noise is coming through. The Spirit of God is being released. It's being released into this region, and God is looking for people that says, Here I am, God. I'll carry it out of the building. I'll carry it into Walmart. I'll carry it into my job or into my schools. We need revival in our community. Not a scheduled event, but a lifestyle. A lifestyle. I want to read something that's not in there to you. But it's Romans 8. It's what we used last week. You don't have to put it up there. Romans 8, 19. It says, the entire universe is standing on tiptoe. Look at this. Yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Remember, that was our scripture. Romans 8, 19. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. That's the sons and daughters that understand that they're sons and daughters. That's the sons and daughters that understand they have an authority to speak into situations. To speak into the lives of people. To speak into death and bring life. To speak to broken bones and watch them heal. To speak to deaf ears and blind eyes. To stomach problems and migraines and whatever it is. Is anything too big for God? That's the sons and daughters. Listen, I know things get bad. But I also know the God that heals. I know the God that, that makes a way. When you start speaking with authority, you will stop being a slave to this world. Because this world is doom and gloom and agony and despair and, and that's what it is, right? No hee-haw song. Doom and gloom and agony. Right. I watch the reruns. I like to throw that out. But guys, we can speak into those situations. And right now, a lot of us, our tongues are still slaves to this world because that's all we speak. We speak what's on CNN and Fox News. We, we speak what's on, on all the news, and we speak the doom and gloom. But can I tell you that if we will rise up and begin to speak life over our community, life, when you go to work tomorrow, I want you to do this. God, I thank you that there is peace in this place and prosperity in the name of Jesus. Because God said he gave you the ability to get wealth, and guess what? When your boss smile, looks at you, what's wrong with you? Oh, I'm just excited that your business is fixing to be blessed so that I can get more. Because God's using you to bless me right now. I've prayed that over every business I've worked for. And I even told a pastor one time that worked for me, and he, he told me, he, says, uh, he said, Brother Rich, I, I, I think God may be uh, telling me it's time to move on. I said, well, you better pray about it. He said, well, I'm going to pray. I said, no, you better pray real hard. He said, why? I said, because I'm going to pray. And if I feel God wants you to move on and you won't, you won't, I'm going to fire you. I said, because you're not going to stay here in disobedience and mess up what God's doing for me. He just looked at me and said, I'm serious. You better pray hard. <laughs> and he did, and, and we knew God was moving him. But I said, you're not going to mess up for me. You're not going to live in disobedience in this place and me being the boss. 
Speak to your job. Speak to your home. Thank God that you're going to rest tonight when you get there. That's authority. Thank God that all my bills are going to be paid. Well, you know what? I got more month than I do, than I do money. Well, then pray that God shortens the month or enlarges your money. One or the other. I love it when I hear believers and I talk to different people. They're like, man, we got more work than we know what to do with. Don't complain about it. Praise God. That's speaking in your situations. You've got to know who you are and you've got to know you have authority. And the question is, when are you going to begin to speak that way? When are you going to walk that way? You know, when I was in the military and I'd put on that, that dress uniform, my shoulders were always a little higher and my, my back was a little straighter. And especially when I walked the streets of foreign countries because I knew who I represented. And you know what? I always took that very serious. I know a lot of guys did not. But you know what? I always understood that I was representing the United States of America, the greatest nation on this planet, regardless of our issues. It has the potential to be so much more. Even though there's so much division, we've got a lot of problems. But I understood this is the greatest nation on the planet, and I represented that as an ambassador everywhere I went with my uniform on. I, I walked the streets for the 50th anniversary of D-Day with men and women that, that were coming up just hugging us, saying, thank you for what you did. I didn't do anything, right? I was just a representative of that was a representative of that. Didn't have to buy food, didn't have to do any of that stuff because the people were so appreciative of, of what the U.S. had helped out in World War II. You know what? You get to walk around as Jesus' army. Come on. And you get to reap the benefits of what the men and women have done before you, that cloud of witnesses that are around us because you have that authority. Now, could I call in a missile strike? No. But Jesus probably isn't going to send one for you either, so don't worry about it. What authority do you have? Authority of all the universe. But you got to stand up and start using it. See, once the disciples figured out who they were and what authority they carried, they went out and changed the world. They were no longer timid. They were no longer hiding. They were no longer doing any of that stuff. But here's the flip side of it, and I'm going to kind of close up with this. I was looking at this the other day. God allowed persecution to come on the church, the early church. Why? Because they got so comfortable that they just stayed there. They were no longer taking serious the fact that they were supposed to reach an entire world. They had reached their little point, their little area, and they were comfortable. I tell you, I will never be comfortable. That's just not who I, that's, that's who I am. I'll never be satisfied until Jesus comes back or I go home. Until the whole world knows Christ, I will not be satisfied. Why do you think we go up there every Sunday evening to help this church? Because we're not done yet. Because we have something here we can pour into there. And until this entire community is, is following Christ, until the jails are empty, until the hospitals are not needed anymore, I'm going to keep preaching Christ. I'm going to keep pushing you and pushing you and dragging you at times and pushing because God wants to use you as well. And there's so much potential sitting in this room that if we would stand up and say, here I am, God. I want to be used by you. Here I am, God. So listen, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to stand up and, and come down here quickly. I want to pray with you today. 
I want to pray with you today. And if you won't walk down here, it's going to be hard to walk out there with it. So that's why I do that. I want you to get up quickly and I want to come pray with you. Maybe there are those online today that say, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And you say, you know what? I want to, I want to commit my life to Jesus Christ today. I want to commit my life to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You know what the Bible says? You know what the Bible says? That when one person turns their heart to Christ, all the angels in heaven rejoice. Can you imagine that? A decision you're making today that all the angels in heaven right now, the billions and billions of angels, are shouting joy this morning. Amen. So listen, y'all stand up with me because we're going to pray together. Amen. We're going to pray together. Come on, y'all come stand over here so y'all can be all, we can all be together. It's so cool. So here's, here's what the, the Word of God instructs us to do. And I'm going to say a prayer, and I want you to just pray it with me, okay? Dear Jesus, forgive me of my wrongs. Give me of all sins. I confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I confess Jesus Christ came to this planet and lived a sinless life. He was beaten, crucified, and killed for me. And now he came back to life, and he sits in heaven with you. I accept all the work that he did, and I thank you for forgiving me. Now, this is the part that it says that his blood, the blood that came out of his body, was part of a sacrifice because that's what they believed back then when they would kill the animals. That blood washes our hearts, it says, and it takes all the sins off the book. There's, so when you walk out here today, it's as if you've never done a wrong in your life. That's crazy, isn't it? Never done wrong in your life. Well, hold on, I'm going to pray. So I want to pray for you that, that that blood washes over you and that you walk in a newness. So, Father, I thank you for the willingness of these hearts to come here today to say, I want Jesus, and I want to follow after him. And, Lord, I thank you for the blood that has washed over them, that has cleansed them of all their sins. And, Lord, I pray that just right now they will begin to see a change in their life. They will begin to have a hunger to learn your word, Lord. They would have a hunger to, to do things differently than they used to do. And, Lord, I bless them, and I speak peace over their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. So now we've got to get you all water baptized. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're going to have to schedule a baptism coming up. Woo! Get some people wet. Oh, that's okay. So listen. Here I am, Lord. Use me. You have authority, guys. Speak it. Speak it and use it. Because we can, we can affect an entire region. And you're like, a region... Yeah, we're already on the north end of the region. We got a church on the south end of the region. Come on. Y'all see that? We've got people that go around every week and pray over numerous churches. Physically going praying over these churches. Why? Because we're trying to affect a region, not just in here. It's exciting to see what God's doing here. But I want to see it out there. I want to see it out there. And that, that's why we're, we're starting to do what we're doing to try to affect people out there. So go love on somebody today. 
Go love on them and tell them Jesus loves you. Your waiter or waitress is, is probably overstressed, depending on what restaurant they work on, and just tell them, hey, hey, it's all good. I get mad too when my food don't come out, I promise you. When it don't come out right, I get upset because I, I, I expect it to be right. I have high expectations on the restaurant I go to. But, but tip them good. Love on them, amen? Come on, let me pray for us today. Father, we thank you for your spirit that is, is definitely in this place, oh God. I thank you, Lord, that we, we've had some. We had a death in the family, Lord, and I know you're comforting them right now. You were doing a work in their lives, Father. And Lord, I know we've had some that were sick, and I know you, you've doing a great work in my mother down south, Lord, as she's recovering quickly. And, Lord, I pray that you would continue those things, that we would hear the testimonies. But, Lord, I pray that we would begin to see the lame walk here in this area, the blind see the deaf here. And I thank you, Lord, that you are bringing in those that need Jesus, your son, as their Savior. And, Lord, I just speak your health and your life over these people here. And, Lord, give them opportunity to share the love of Christ and give them a rest in their homes and more than enough in all that they have in Jesus' mighty name. And I want you to give me an amen this morning. Amen. amen. Listen, I love you. Don't forget about the greeters meeting Saturday. If you want to come tonight at uh, 4, just let me know. Um, and then we got the family day and all that other stuff going on. Amen. Love you. I'll see you. Hey, Wednesday we're doing the Bible study. Y'all give it up for Cookie, too, for playing an awesome song this morning. Y'all tell me how much y'all love him. Uh, but Bible study Wednesday. Amen.